Well, here we are with the Jewish gospel by Matthew and a piece of healing narrative from the ninth chapter. I'm going to suggest to you some very short ways in which you can approach scripture to find out what it is it's really saying. There are three phrases. Where is this? Why is this? And how is this? And if you apply that to the context of the scripture you're reading and see if you can answer those questions, you'll begin to get an understanding of what it was Jesus was trying to communicate to those who surrounded him. So let's look at the first question in relation to Jesus healing the paralyzed man. Where is this? Well, if you read chapter 8 and chapter 9, you've got the answer. Jesus leaves the territory of the Gadarene swine where he's just been unpopular and popular, depending who it is you talk to, in casting the swine into the Sea of Galilee. He crosses the lake and lands in Capernaum, which in Matthew's gospel is called my own town because he's very familiar with the people who live there and part of his ministry begins there. So we're in Capernaum. The healing takes place by the lake just before Jesus calls Matthew to follow him. So it has significance to the author of this gospel because it concerns him. So it's an important story before the calling of Matthew and after the casting of the evil spirits into the Gadarene swine who drown in the lake. That's where it is. Why is this? The friends of a man who's paralyzed believe that Jesus can help. So they bring the man to Jesus. They bring him to Jesus. That's action linked with belief. Action linked with belief. One affects the other. How is this? The third question. The faith of the friends mean that the compassion of Jesus Christ can operate in respect to the request. They bring the man, clearly cannot walk, because they believe that by the action of bringing the man to Jesus Christ, something will happen. Their faith is strong enough to believe that Jesus can change things. Jesus feels that in the compassion which they show to the man and it unlocks in him compassion, understanding, and the power of healing. And what does he do? He tackles it in two ways. When Jesus sees the faith of the men, the scripture tells us, he said to the man, buck up, 
take heart, your sins are forgiven. A surprise to the man who because of his illness had been treated in a marginalized way. Jesus brings him back to the center of society and assures him that it's going to be all right. He relaxes the man. Take heart, be encouraged. And then he says, all that's prevented you from walking, all the way in which people have spoken to you and treated you is gone. You're forgiven. Whatever they thought about the sins of your father visiting upon you, a great Jewish principle, is gone. The past is gone, the present is gone, you have the future to look forward to. That's how he encourages the man and responds to the faith of the people who bring the man to Jesus because he knows that they believe in him 100%. Take heart, your sins are forgiven. That's the first of how. And the second is pragmatic. Because you're forgiven, because you've changed your attitude, you can now get up and walk. You can now get up and walk. And the man suddenly finds that all the tension within him is released. And so much of illness is linked with tension, mental, physical, and sometimes spiritual. And the problem is that we only attack one of those most of the time. When you go to the doctor, do you have faith? The doctor will heal you or the pills will heal you? Do you believe in the power of medicine? What is it you take as an expectation when you go to a hospital? A belief that they will have enough knowledge to cure you? If you talk to surgeons and doctors, they'll say, at least half of this battle is in the mind of the patient. And Jesus Christ, in this period in history, facing the simplicity of the customs of Jews, which were actually more profound than you would believe in this passage, deals with both aspects of a patient and the expectation. All that is holding you back is being removed. You are forgiven. Never said to this man. And then get up, do something, play your part in overcoming the problem that you have. And he gives the man the motivation, who's now free, and he knows that the tension is already released. And so he gets up and begins to move for the first time for a very long period. Where is this? Why is this? How is this? And we should apply those three questions to ourselves and our own faith. Where is my faith expressed? Is it possible to see it? Is it strong enough to change things? Or is it a private matter that I keep to myself? Is my belief in God, his love, and Jesus Christ strong enough to be seen and am I changed as a person as a result of it? Why is this to ourselves? What happens to us when confronted 
with complications, tensions, and difficulties. Can we see the reason? Can we see what's happening to ourselves? Do we understand enough about ourselves to enable God to operate in our lives? Have we got rid of the junk and the tension and said to the Lord, show me what I must do, and then listen to the reply? And finally, how is this possible? Because of the love of God in Christ, who changes each one of us if we'll give God the opportunity. Clear understanding of who we are, why we're where we are, followed by action. And I return finally to say when you pray for other people, there are two things happening. You're giving to God the opportunity for him to be able to directly communicate with the person you're praying for if you get out of the way. So if you're so full of yourself in the request to God in prayer and you fill up so much of what you're trying to tell God with rubbish, I wouldn't blame him if he doesn't listen. If you present the person, back off, leave the person at the foot of the cross with God and allow God to operate, then you will see the action that you can put in place that will relieve the tension of the person, your own tension, and enable you to be part of the healing. Faith is pragmatic. It needs an approach which is clearly understanding what's going on in the relationship that you have to Almighty God. And it's our responsibility, and in this place, a direct responsibility, to equip you to be strong enough to pray effectively and in a firm belief that the prayers will be answered in the way that God himself has for us. So we leave all those people like this man who is paralyzed before God. We give thanks to God for places like Burswood great center of healing for the church, for our hospitals, our nursing homes, our doctor's surgeries, and pray that the healing is seen as a holistic experience in which faith and pragmatic action make a difference to people's lives. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven.